Yeah, I'm not super socially uh, oriented, but I also, it feels weird to me to like, like at work or something, like end an interaction or see somebody and not like shake their hand to be like, mm-hmm. oh. all right, I'm out of here. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's definitely, you know, well, there's a lot of social ingrained pressure to do it, but I'm pretty much good with the head nod. Out, bro. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least there's, yeah, yeah. That's true. Good with the head yeah. nod. Just like the elbow thing is like a bridge too far. Like, I'll, I'll even do the fist bump thing. But, like, the, right. I mean, I feel like you have to get, cl- like, I, we can do the fist bump from six feet. It's true. <laughs> right. Like, if we're bumping elbows, like, we're too close You're to each already, other. You're already, yeah, in intimate space, yeah. Yeah. It's just weird to me. It seems like a really suboptimal. Plus, people have been sneezing in their elbows. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Best <true>. practice. <laughs> We should uh, we should use our platform to uh, advocate for just a nod. Yeah, I think I saw it like in uh, maybe it's career or something like that. They're doing like a foot like oh, dab. Yeah. Basically, they're yeah. like sure, kind of like the people, kid. So play. this is important. Like, this is important to people. They want to do it. Yeah. I think fist bumps better than the the ankle tap. I'm I'm just not coordinated enough for that. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that. that there's lots of opportunity for comedy. <laughs> Just like people falling down everywhere trying to. No, no, no. We don't want to overwhelm the healthcare system. Right, right. Now we don't want a bunch of people that were with sprained ankles, (laughs) busted back of the head when they fell, making up coronavirus symptoms so they can get back in the ER faster. Right. (laughs) Oh well, I mean, can you uh, sew up my temperature? It's like a hundred and. 13, I think, or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and a gaping head wound? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You're listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 440, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, well, we're going to do two things. Uh, first is, we're going to play our NBA card game, and I'm going to have our co-hosts um, figure out who... Uh, the cards are I got in my hands and we're going to have the world's first three part undegoogable <laughs> prepare to be amazed oh, that challenging we'll, we'll sell you the whole seat but you'll just need the edge <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, got him <laughs> <It> really did <laughs> 
And this show, you know, because of the uh, you know the ongoing pandemic, uh, we're shooting this one with with no live studio audience. So, I just, I mean, I shut the door so the cat c- couldn't get in here. But uh, Doc's here, but uh, okay, he's mostly in an assistant role. It's yeah. fine. Okay, and not okay. transmissible to dogs. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Uh, it will be weird without the laugh track, though. Mm. So just just <laughs> strap in. <laughs> I would, I would, uh, I, I couldn't do it for a whole show, but I would love to hear, uh, Colson, if you could, if you could just, uh, tell me out five minutes of our show with a laugh track. Oh, I don't know if we need it. Um, <laughs> when, when our, when my jokes die, everybody lets them die. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, well, you can change You that. guys are a pretty good audience. You laugh when I'm funny and you just l- let the crickets go when it's not. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to spring. Today is the vernal uh, equinox. That's what they call it. Vernal. Vernal equinox. Means it's getting warmer because it's been crap-tacular. <laughs> From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of people out there that feel like uh, the world's overreacting, and maybe they are, but I think, uh, you know, caution's important, so stay home, wash your hands, let's not let people die. I think that's reasonable. Stay home, wash your hands. I second that. Uh, and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? I'm also not wishing death on anybody this week. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> that's a first for you. That's a, that's, a, that's a strong stance right there. Turning over a new leaf this spring. <laughs> uh, I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, we'll see if I last uh, through Lent. <laughs> uh, turn over that TJ leaf. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Come on, pacer puns still exist, even though the pacers don't nope. play, right? Nope. I hear crickets right now. <laughs> I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put in that laugh track. You guys won't even notice. <laughs> uh, before we start our show, we'd just like to remind you: if you'd like to support us. Uh, you can use our referral link on Amazon. It's theunbeatables.com slash Amazon. Uh, if you do any shopping after you click on that link, it uh, supports us and throws a few bucks at, back to us to help support what we do. Well, this show is going to be a little bit different uh, because there's no NBA basketball. And uh, looks like uh, it's going to be, be the CDC is recommending that there are no events of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks. Uh, that would be nationwide. 50 people? 50 people. Oh, They're man, saying it does not shut down my Tuesday night basement party. Mm. <laughs> Wait, where are you having these parties? Yeah, no. I'm How kidding. am I not invited? <laughs> Good news, we can still do our live shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Got him. Uh, so yeah, so there will be no sporting events 
uh, with fans uh, for at least eight weeks. Mm. Mm. This is this is a lot. I mean, it's I don't I don't think they're wrong. This is happening uh, in real time too. I know. Actually, you guys won't uh, the, the fans won't get this for another like five days or whatever happens when we do this show. But like, this is intense. Like, um, this is changing how we interact with human beings. And I know that Harper's super excited about not interacting with humans, but like, I think for the rest of us, it's a little bit weird. It's not just him. Okay. Joey's, Joey's in too. <laughs> yeah, it's so, definitely. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Wojnowski is. Re- so, eight weeks would take us to mid May, basically. Uh, but Woj is actually reporting as of now. You you are correct, Colson. We are breaking news uh, now. I'm sure that the information we're providing now will change drastically by the time mm. this episode comes out on Thursday. Uh, but right now, Woj is reporting the NBA is eyeing a mid June return to action. Uh, even then, without fans. So it's it looks like at least the initial plans for the nba are are uber cautious uh which is probably the right right way to go um at some level and then as far as we discussed on the monday show uh, a bit about what this return to action will even look like are they going to complete the regular season you know what's the postseason going to look like that's still all for debate they have no idea basically but they got plenty of time to think about it Exactly. True. Yeah, if we're not looking at basketball till mid June, then we got plenty of time to talk about it. Spring break. <laughs> the NFL is moving forward with free agency. Mm. So there's that. Uh, so ESPN will have something of- being done by September. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN will have something to fixate on for the next week. Yeah. Is the draft combine a thing? Is that a thing that's happened? It it's, already it's happened. Over. Yeah. Uh, what's the next thing? It's just the the draft, huh? Mm-hmm. Free agency. Which, I mean, you you don't need people at the draft. There was a long time where we didn't have people at the draft. Right. We just we just uh, I just Google somebody's name and pick them. I'm pretty yep, sure that's uh, how it, you're that's the next how it works in the forties. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So on ESPN, are they just gonna uh, read line by line the uh, the the CBA that the NFL and the players association <laughs> disagreed to. Yeah. See if they can get James Earl Jones on the phone. <laughs> Read the CBA for them. Article one. <laughs> I'd watch Luke. that. We could get we could get Joey in there. He's got the beautiful uh, radio voice. Would Would you listen to me read uh, Read that. Anything, my friend. Sure. <laughs> He's got time to kill. He's in quarantine. Yeah, you're. Uh, sounds like a challenge because I might be. Uh, I might be read, reading you some stories to put you to sleep. Yeah, um, but apparently I'm not allowed to your house. I don't know. This is mm-hmm. lame. <laughs> I mean, as a as a wise man once told me, stay home, wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I was thinking, like if maybe my home was like more like your home, like that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. Let me run that by uh, the wife. Mm-hmm. Remember how great it was when your wife was out of town and I was just there all the time, at home with all the fun time. we had. Yeah, it was a good time. I appreciate yeah. that. 
the hell the time we spent not fixing that screen door. <laughs> Come on. I spent a lot of hours on that. Screen door almost got completely fixed. Also, a lot of tickling. Really is what, what? it was. A lot of tickle fights over there. A lot of tickle fights. That's probably what cut into my screen door time. Yeah, yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. Next topic. <laughs> I don't know. We've we've come up with the proper name for this uh, for this game, but I've got a big box of late '90s uh, NBA basketball uh, trading cards. My brother gave me, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off uh, read off some stats, read off what's on there uh, on the cards, and I want you guys to see if you can guess them. Uh, and uh, it's a competition. Sure. Well, I just, I just want to go ahead and pitch this uh, just based mm-hmm. on what we just talked about. I think we call this segment Tickle Fight. <laughs> just for no reason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you just going to pitch that gonna... for every bit we have until we take it? Is that the point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. You guys ready for round one? Yep. Sure. Indeed. All right. Well, this player is 6'3 point guard. He averaged 19.1 points and 4.8 assists uh, as a sophomore at Colorado. Second-team All-American. He was chosen by the Celtics with a number three overall pick last June. This is a 97-98 card. (laughs) 97-98. Yeah. So he had durability and much-needed firepower. He scored 120 trays at Colorado. Uh, Uh, Chauncey Billups. Yep. Okay. Good work. <laughs> you actually knew a college athlete. That's it. I know. <laughs> I had to do the I years know. and yeah. I don't know. All right. I didn't. So yeah, I, I with the uh, Chauncey Billups. I did not realize a he was drafted by Boston. Um, I I always associated him with Detroit. Uh, sure, that was near the end of his career, though. Yeah, I mean, he still spent most of his time with Detroit. So he had eight seasons in Detroit, five in Denver, uh, two in Minnesota. I mean, just the one in in Boston. Not even one. They traded him mid-season of his rookie. They gave up on him midway through his rookie year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Rick Pitino, basketball genius. (laughs) Golden age of Boston sports right there. (laughs) Yeah, uh, finals MVP. Uh, wasn't worth the, the investment for sure. Two seasons, forty-two games uh, with the Clippers. A season of twenty-nine games with Toronto and uh, twenty-one games for the Knickerbockers. Oh, I'm sorry that he had to play for the Knicks. Yeah, he's he he's uh, he's trying to get that expunged from his record, but <laughs> he's well, he should. <laughs> the NBA's busy with other things right now. So. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> they don't have a lot of games to ref or watch or simulate. <laughs> I did see that the the, the um, Suns were going to uh, simulate the rest of their season on Twitch with NBA 2K. I did see that too. That's cool. It's a good idea. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sportsline simmed the NCAA tournament and Dayton won. Whoa. Dayton. You know that AI is faulty. <laughs> Remember that, Colson. Hopefully, they're not day also in charge of Boo. Don't chant for yeah, Dayton. Boo. What are you doing? 
Boo. Boo right. you. I don't know. <laughs> I, was just, I was happy for a small school to win. The no. It's... Of all the small schools, Dayton is the worst. Dayton, yeah. Dayton sucks I've, I've been so to, Day- I've been to Dayton. It's not a bad town. Not a bad town. The school itself, though. F those guys. Yeah, There may or may not be a rivalry with Xavier somewhere in here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little one. Just a, just a little <laughs> tiny. Anyway, the Flyers are an abomination. Uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> This one, we got another Celtic. He has been preparing all his life to make it in the NBA. Any any guesses? Okay. Um, during the summer of 95, he participated in the U.S. Olympic Festival in Denver. In that tournament, he led all festival players in scoring with 20.5 points per game and rebounding 7.3 rebounds per game. So this player uh, has been. He played for from 1996 to 2008. Uh, first half or so of his uh, career uh, was in Boston. Uh, he is a power forward, six foot eight, 224 pounds. Uh, his one of his nicknames is Employee Number Eight. And Twan Walker. There you go. Nice work. What is? He was ahead of his time, man. Twan Walker. Yeah, he definitely was. Horrible three-point shooter, but hoist him up, man. Yeah, three points worth more than two. That is true. Uh, so the one of his nicknames is Cyber Twan. I like that one. Mm. Very nice. All right, this one I think is going to go fast. So be on your toes. This player helped Providence reach the Elite Eight in the 1997 NCAA tournament before losing to eventual champions Arizona. Lamar Odom. Nope. Oh! He was selected by the Indiana Pacers, 12th overall, last June's NBA draft. His 645 points as a senior is the 8th best single season mark in Providence history. Oh, Providence. I was thinking about that. Sorry. Uh, Austin Crozier. Got it. Nice. Well done, JT. I thought, Colson, I thought you were a bigger, uh, I thought you were a bigger Austin Crozier fan. Uh, yeah, I think you assumed wrong. <laughs> we met Austin Crozier. Super nice guy. Super yeah, nice did. guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Could not have been kinder. Um, his, his hips were at my forehead. That dude has super long legs. Did he give you money? <laughs> he could have been nicer. He could have been nicer. He was super nice. Very gracious. Is he still doing stuff with the organization? Because he was there. He was um, like subbing in for uh, Slick that year. Yeah, I don't think. He, I think Eddie Gill's taking all his his uh, minutes. Really? Yeah. Eddie. Hmm. No more. I think awesome he does. All- he does a lot with college ball. When's the last yeah, time you saw he's Austin the big Crozier East on a Pacer like, uh, thing, though? Color guy. Yeah. I know, it's yeah. been a while. That's why I was asking. Yeah. yeah. He's just solid announcer. I like him. Yeah, yeah. no, he's fine. Uh, I, I like him. We, we, we root for him. Um, not my favorite Pacer. Uh, doesn't mean he's not an excellent gentleman. Very nice Where to meet him. Where is he in the top 25? 
Uh, he John is Coulson's not in the he's top not? three. He's not? No. Okay. Played a long time for us. And uh, he almost, uh, he actually won a couple games for us in the playoffs. But had to make room for George Hill, so. That's right. And uh, who's at 25 right now? I can't remember. Who's the bubble it's guy? A, it's a fluid list. It's yes. a very fluid list. It's a fluid list. list. <laughs> That's right. I think it's uh, is it Jonathan Bender. Aaron Holiday's got to be like close to taking the yeah. 25th spot this year, he's right? Near up there. He's near up there, yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, we've got a ton of, we've got a couple months. Maybe we should re-update the top 25 from one of these weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing else to do. We, we can do it weekly to, uh, you know, test its mutation speed versus the coronavirus. It'll be an <laughs> I think it's probably more fluid than the coronavirus, potentially. <laughs> Even with no basketball going on. Like, that's yeah, what's I crazy. I publish a couple of papers out of this, I think. Let's, uh, let's do some experiments. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, I got one more for you. This guy's he—he he was around for a long time uh, on, in the NBA. He's still alive and kicking. Uh, this player, uh, JT, you might have a home field advantage on this one, but he—he uh, he makes his—he yeah, a player. Right. <laughs> he makes his teammates around him better. This player paced Arkansas Little Rock in assists and steals during all four years he played with the Trojans. He also finished his career uh, finished his career second on the Trojans' all-time scoring list. So he came into the league 1996-1997, uh, came in with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Bynum. UA nope. Little Rock. Yep. From uh, Little Rock. Uh, Lamar Odom. Fisher. He, Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Nice. It is. Nice. Nice work. Six foot one, 200 pounds, point guard, shooting guard. Nickname D Fish. That is like not that's, creative. No, it's a little on the nose. No, uh, that, was, that was back in the era where we named everybody the first initial of their first right. name and ha- the first half of their last name. Like, if, yep. Dish would have been good because he's a point guard. And you take off the F, and that could have been something. Can you go back to the 90s and let people know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you get your one chance at time travel, make sure you use it for that. <laughs> Got me. It's my plan. I'm all in. <laughs> that was all. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not murdering Hitler. I'm fixing, <laughs> fixing deep. <laughs> So uh, Jason won that one. Uh, wait, like wait, 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 wait! I thought this was we were helping each other. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he won the he won. We the, defeated uh, you. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Little two v one. I thought the, the whole thing now is as a society we're supposed to build each other up and, and we're defeat the together. virus. We're setting a model for the fan base. Yeah, exactly. So we Jason win. didn't win. We all win, Joey. We all beat the virus, right? <laughs> okay. Sure. All right, and also Jason wins, I guess, because I did okay. poorly. Your team wins, but Jason gets MVP. Yes, there you go. I like that better. And player of the game. And the virus loses. The and virus defensive loses. player of the game. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't that good. I, I think gotcha I got a game. couple right. 
In a big contract extension. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> What's going on? Go back and listen to the tape. <laughs> listen to the tape. Uh, all right. Colson, you got six man. Um, <laughs> There's only three of us playing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can't get third man? What is happening right now? <laughs> times are tough, yeah, the virus times is making us all... We all got to make sacrifices. <laughs> oh, are we doing under, under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. So we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Colson, it's time for you to exact revenge on, I guess, not me, but the the virus, uh, with your your unheard of three part. Was it three tier? Three tier. Three prong. Three prong. Three prong. It's like a shrimp fork. Mm. The NBA has ended, and um, now. Um, all we have is this. It is the undergoogleables. <laughs> this is it. This is all we have. So just get comfortable. I thought I'd like, be to more it. depressed than Colson. <laughs> Took me there. So we got two things. We have no gatherings of more than fifty people and the undergoogleables. Yeah, that's all you got. Yep. Okay. Yep. And right. and so and and what I would encourage uh, fans of the show to do is to subscribe to the undergoogleables, which. Um, uh, it goes back three years and, and, and um, uh, basically mines out the old undegoogleables. Um, and that comes out every Saturday morning. But I think as this season goes on without basketball, you'll get more and more undegoogleables uh, in, in real time. Um, this one occurred to me a while ago. I thought, is horseradish actually a radish? Why is horseradish named horseradish and um, are they related because they taste not the same and so that is the beginning of my question we need to answer that before we have to ask the other questions oh okay okay wait that so those couple several questions are part one yeah that's part that's part one wow so this is uh, i'd say more than more than three prongs it could be like a 12 prong question but like my it's question like a is fractal of prongs <clears throat> yeah. every prong has three okay. prongs is is a horse wow. radish a radish is yes. horseradish I, is horseradish related to horses they may like it i don't know uh so uh, so okay so i think that horseradish is part of the radish family okay i don't think the taste is i mean obviously it's sharper no it's way horseradish, sharper I think. the spice but i don't think it's like super far away actually i was at the uh, farmer's market a week ago or something they had all these weird radishes that were like like what kind of was like a big purple one like the size of a football or something like Ooh. that Ooh, wow. what was that called? um i have no idea the corona they, radish they, they told me at the time but i forget and then they had another little tiny one that was like brown and kind of looked like a um like a coconut almost um different kind of radish so like people are starting to get back to these like heirloom um, radishes (laughs) original heirloom radishes yeah basically like you know how there used to be like 
uh, or maybe you don't know, there used to be like hundreds of different kinds of potatoes like grown mm-hmm. in the Americas, like back in, you know, when the, the uh, indigenous peoples lived here and whatnot. Um, and now we're down to like a russet and a Idaho and a, and a golden sweet potato or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, anywho. So I think that horseradish is a root vegetable, part of the radish family that is just super sharp. Why it is called horseradish, I have no idea. Well, so, and this is my question. So I thought to myself, where is the radish discovered? Where is the horseradish discovered? Um, is it, is this a, is this connected to the idea of horses? Therefore, is it a horse peoples that discover it? Ah, okay. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Wait. Horse people? Well, like, like, okay, so, like, I mean, uh, if you, you have a horse society, like, there are people that, there are civilizations that grew up without so horses. centaurs. <laughs> like, you yeah, 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 like, so in, uh, you, you're thinking in Lord of the Rings, like, the Rowan. Yeah, 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 the region. Rowan people, they're like, they, oh, this is, this is like a, a horsey sauce, you know, which, or whatever, you know, versus. Like the uh, Arby's people, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Side note, like did a, you know that Arby's is uh, a is it's named after the founder or maybe their brothers? Yeah, they're like the I forget what the R stands for, but they're like the Roderick brothers or something like that. And so it's R B. It's a phonetic pronunciation of their initials. Huh. Hmm. At least according to the crossword puzzles that I do. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, sorry. So go back. What were you saying? It is horsey Ruff, people found Ruffell the Brothers. radish. The radish yeah, like, grew in where horsey people lived. When did we come up with the word horse? What? What? Where did that region come from? Where, what are horses? Why are they connected to the radish? This is my question. What are horses? No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Where did they come from? When did they come up with the word with it? Why is it connected to the word horseradish? This is what I thought of when I was eating the shrimp cocktail. Anybody have any idea? Do we have a timeline? Do we have a region? Is it connected to horses at all? Is it a totally different thing? Am I just making stuff well, up? So, I mean, it, it's called horseradish in English. Like, I don't think that that's a direct translation from another language. Like, if my, my first guess would be maybe Japan. They use it prominently. They do, for sure, in their cooking. Yeah. And what's ginger? Ginger's like a... Ginger is a brute. It's just a straight up root. Yeah. Yep. Because horseradish is much like that. Yeah, it's also a root, but also so is a radish. Right. But is I mean They're all root horseradish vegetables. as we know it, is it is it actually a vegetable? Yes. Definitely. Why? It's a root vegetable. You remember we last week we talked about fruits? Yeah, that's a good they point. have seeds. Yeah. These are root vegetables. I think ginger Horseradish and radish are all root vegetables, like carrots. Ginger's a vegetable? Ginger's yeah. like a root spice. Or no, it's a yeah. root vegetable. I don't know where the I don't know where you draw the line of of what Yeah. I don't know where the, the line is between I'm gonna take this part of the root and and eat that. Like a bulby root. Yeah. I mean like I think roots and tubers as one thing. As separate from vegetables. Okay. And I would put ginger and horseradish into the root and tuber 
range. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. root and tuber. <laughs> root and tuber. <laughs> root, root and tuber. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't know. And so, uh, do you think that a, a horseradish? I've actually never seen a horseradish in the flesh, if you will. Um, I think it looks just like ginger. I think. It looks like so a maybe it's, so it's Jim Harper. Do you it? think it's related to what we call a radish, the pinky thing, or like the weird purple things that I saw at the farmers market? I wouldn't have thought so. Okay, but I okay. don't know. So why do we no, name them the same then? Maybe the taste is the thing. Maybe you know radishes, and some of these radishes that I I they had free samples at the farmers market. Some of them were like super sharp. Like, got a bite, yeah, for sure. Yeah, had a tang to it. So maybe it's because of the taste is related. They're like, oh yeah, this is a, and maybe that maybe horses ate the the greens mm. of mm. the uh, oh, the yeah. root. Okay, because def- I've I've definitely had uh, the yeah, the greens in like salads and stuff before. Maybe maybe <laughs> the horses like them. All right. So when did when did horseradish come about? I guess. I mean, it, it, clearly it's been around forever. But do, do we have a region of the world when when did it come in popular use in Western culture? And or? when did we name it horseradish? Yes. So I don't think we were the first people to use it. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm going to go back to ancient times. Asia. Asia. Yeah. Okay. Asia, Asia. That's what I would guess. Yeah. And then. Um, and then Europe gets a hold of it and calls it the horseradish because it's connected to horses because horses eat the greens. Is that our theory? And one potential theory, or they uh, suck at translation, <laughs> and so they, it's a, what do you call that when it's a, transliteration is not the right word, but uh, they just heard it wrong. You know, th- sure. maybe the word in... Like vamoose. Right. Vamanos. Right. Like the word in uh, uh, Chinese or whatever, Mandarin, yeah. sounded similar to horseradish, so they just started calling it horseradish or whatever. Right. Or maybe well, just, maybe Genghis Khan named it horseradish, and it you know who knows. Yeah. Right. Well, he was yeah, because like, he, was, he was a horsey guy. Yeah. He, he was, was but my theory guy. was if there's a radish, somebody already has a radish, and then they want to modify a radish. Um, it probably wouldn't be a mistranslation, right? That's okay. So you, so one theory is that it was selective breeding that that brought about the horseradish, potentially, or that somebody said this is a radish. It's like a radish, but it's also horse-like. The root looks like a <laughs> horse, like a seahorse. Right. I don't know. So can anybody look up horseradish for me? Because I think we've given our well, let's come up with a, what our best theory is first. Uh, so you're begin. saying Asia, I'm saying um, and unrelated. I'm saying unrelated to the radish, right? And I'm saying that uh, there's uh, Irish people or English people in the Middle Ages that um, used to live off of turnips and radishes, and they found this root, and they were like, "This is a radish-ish thing." <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it was cool. But only kind of cool, so they call it rad-ish. It's yeah. rad-ish. It's not ish. It's not the yeah. best. It's not fully rad. It's, it's rad-ish. Yeah. It's rad-ish. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that. I like that. Um, this horse is only rad-ish. Ish. I think that's our best answer. Okay. Uh, Joey, you got anything? Outside of Boy. a 70s uh, pun? <laughs> uh, I don't... I think you guys have covered all the bases that I've... But do... Uh, did not that long ago watch... Uh, you know, uh, horseradish is one of the main components of uh, wasabi, right? And uh, I watched a dude eat like a, not quite a golf ball size, but maybe a marble size, the big marble. <laughs> you know, the big one. Sure. <laughs> well, what's, yeah, what's that called those? when you're playing marbles? We can't have an undegoogable inside an undegoogable. <laughs> Um, this is the three-tiered on Google. Well, it could turn into four. It's fine. But he ate one of those, and the entire room thought he was gonna was gonna Ralph. He did not. Congratulations. But uh, what was his name? Uh, I don't. Know. Just a guy. I don't remember. Shout out, just a guy. Yeah. Wait, not Ralph. Mm hmm. So that's what I got. So horseradish and radish are part of the same family of vegetables. It is a root vegetable. They belong mm. belong to the Brassicaceae family. The scientific name of horseradish is Armoraceae rusticana. The common radish is called Raphanus sativus. Probably indigenous to uh, I'm seeing South Europe. West, Southeastern Europe, Europe or yeah, Western yeah. Asia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're both kind of right. Or all, but all we've of us got. I mean, yeah, Greek. So the Delphic Oracle told Apollo that horseradish is worth its weight in gold. So we know it's old, like Greek, pre-Greek, pre-Greek. Okay. So the word horseradish is attested in England in English from the 1590s. It combines the word horse, formerly used in a figurative sense to mean strong or coarse and the word radish in central and eastern europe horseradish is called kren uh or ren in slavic languages so uh also uh fun things that uh, you you mentioned harper that they live in the brassicacea family <clears throat> Mustard, wasabi, broccoli, and cabbage also live in that uh, family. That's a fun, weird family. It's a wide-ranging family. Exactly, sure. exactly. <clears throat> okay, so that was the first part of the question. The Egyptians knew of horseradish as far back as 1500 BC, according to horseradish.org. <laughs> horseradish.org. <laughs> wow, that nice. is a .org you didn't know you were going to find today. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I had some horse-related questions off of that. There are lots of phrases from horses. Um, and I don't know where they all come from. I assume they come from horses. Um, the horses Mr. Ed told us. But I want you to help me with this. Uh, don't beat a dead horse. That seems obvious. But uh, why is that a phrase? Also cruel. Is it because yeah. horses died in the on the racing track? 
Um, is it because, uh, yeah, oh, because uh, there was, um, you know, doing you're doing labor with your horses on the farm and it dies and you're still beating it? It seems obvious, but again, we never. Uh, we're always surprised by where these things come from. Um, I assume it's uh, Pliny the Elder um, or Falconry. So but before we dive into this, I have a little bit more on the etymology of horseradish. Oh, nice. Which is okay. quasi-interesting, which is the only okay. reason I'm interrupting. Because it, the German word for horseradish is mare-reddish, which means sea-radish, because it initially was grown by the sea. English came and mistook the name and pronounced it as mare-radish, and it was eventually changed to horseradish, denoting its harsh and large size of the root. Who knows if okay. that's true. This is according to Alpen Wild, but I thought that was kind of... I like that, uh, right? Because a mare is a... The idea that it was a... Yeah, a horse. Yeah, exactly. I like that a lot. Okay, now we're talking about beating uh, a dead horse. Don't, don't beat a bad... I mean, like, As I, I was, just did with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about, like, uh, uh, don't change horse midstream, but that makes sense, right? If you're crossing a stream with a horse, like, you shouldn't switch horses. Like, that's a bad idea. But... Like, why is this saying don't beat a dead horse? Like, this is, that seems outrageous to me. Well, so I suspect that, you know, the only time that, or the time that you'd probably be most likely to kill a horse is when you're rushing somewhere, right? You're riding your horse quickly across a great deal of territory. Okay. Right? We got to run. We got to go fast. Maybe war time or. You're a courier, right? Something Oh, courier. Lines, right? Yeah. And so you need to get from A to B quickly, and you spur your horse on by whipping the horse. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? But so once you've run the horse to exhaustion or death... There's no point. It's inevitable. That's where I figured Right, which is, which is... You know, we, we understand that, that the idea that this is... Yeah. Um, you're not getting... You're not making any progress by doing this. Is the so idea so of the dead, phrase. not meaning deceased, but dead meaning dead tired. Like, it's not useful to beat, to whip your dead horse. The horse isn't going to go any faster. faster. Right. Yeah. Or it could be dead. Yeah. Or even once you've killed it, you right. know, it's time to start running on your feet. Like, right. don't sure. beat the horse. It's not going right. to take yeah. you anywhere. Because you, you can run a horse to death. That's a thing you can do. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, so couriers, I like this. Could be. Si sidebar, have you guys heard about this race in... Uh, I want to say out west somewhere where they race humans race horses, so they like have. What? Uh, it, so it's so the idea is that maybe it's urban legend or whatever, but that a human could outrun a horse. Like mm. horses are faster and over shorter Small distances, distance, yeah. and even like you know up to miles distances. But if you extend it out over time then humans will eventually like win or whatever. Yeah. So they set up this race. This dude like was interested in this idea. There was a podcast I listened to. Maybe it was on This American Life or something like that. They set up a, a race uh, where it was man versus horse. So they had people like riding these horses versus like actual just runners. And they, they ran this course. And like nobody had ever beat a horse. And then this one kid was like 21 or something like that. And he like beat beat the wow. horses or something like that yeah and it's very complicated because they do like because of animal welfare concerns they like force the horses to stop every now and then and like rewater and like 
all of this stuff and and they they have to do these like sort of calculations and and whatnot but apparently like yeah, this one kid was like incredible and then beat these horses i'll see if i can find that episode and then we can link to it but it's it's great i hope they weren't dead when he was beating them right exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. shout out to uh humans i guess yeah <laughs> we cool we good fuck That's those horses is what i'm lives. saying Wow. <laughs> strong, strong really strong feelings Coulson. about horses. What's funny is that I have a million more or horse really questions. Or really weird advice. So. I don't know which. Yeah, I've got a bunch more horse questions, so don't worry about that. So, yeah. So, where were we on Beat a Dead Horse? We solved that problem? Or no? Well, Harper had a really good one, which is you, you're just going to wear it down, but that's not advantageous. Um, it's not going to get you there faster. Yeah, uh, it might even kill the horse if you do it. So, um, do we have an era for this? A yeah, good question. Shakespeare, uh, Greek. I'm gonna say pre-automobile. Mm, mm. Very good guess. Thank you. Thank you. It's a hot take. Hot take. I'm taking Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Okay. I'm going I'm going Greek. Going Greek. Mid nineteenth century. Mm. When the practice of beating mm. horses to make them go faster was often viewed as excess, as acceptable. Oh really? An early written form of this popular idiom is found in an eighteen fifty nine issue of the London paper Watchmen and Wesleyan Advertiser. That seems terrible. Now, again, popular idiom, right? So it's possible that it existed earlier, but uh, certainly not going back to Shakespeare here. Uh, according to, what is this, knowyourphrase.com, uh, originated from horse racing. Uh, so yeah, it's a tired horse. You don't want to... Horses are sometimes hit or beaten by their riders. Go faster, blah, blah, blah. Again, dates back to at least 1859. Yeah, same quote. Okay. Uh, Straight from the horse's mouth. What is that about? Mr. Ed. And the... And the meaning is uh, uh, that is the most uh, accurate information because I got it from the the person who is going to tell me, right? Right. This is a not secondhand, not, not secondhand. This somewhere. is direct information straight from the horse's okay. mouth. Why is that a phrase? Well, this horses must go back to your courier idea, right? The person sending a message from town to town is often riding a horse, so they get it straight from the the horse. Okay. And then it just, yeah. But are, are we talking about like uh, early Americas or like the early postal service? Or are we talking about, you know, Ooh, 1400s and, you know, Pony like Express. the Pony Express, for example? Yep. Feels yeah. Pony Expressy. It does yeah, it feel does. Pony Expressy. Now that you, and you said, it. Harper, you said Mr. Ed was in the Pony Express? That's correct, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lived a long and happy life, Mr. Ed. <laughs> good to, good to All that know. peanut butter kept him alive so long. <laughs> yeah. Superfood. It is superfood. That's right. Hmm. Peanut butter and hay. It's a good diet. <laughs> Keeps you regular. Straight from the horse's mouth. I, 
it's it's strange because horses don't talk, of course, except Mr. Ed. Um, <laughs> is it possible that you could get... Or unless you've done a bunch of drugs. <laughs> is it possible that you could get other information out of a horse's mouth? Like if you were... Um, like if you were trying to buy a horse in the Wild West or something, like you needed to like check their tongue or their teeth to see if they were um, strong or I don't know. Like I'm just trying to figure out like what you could get out of a horse's mouth outside of language. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I I don't. It's hard for me to see how that ends up in popular parlance, though. Uh-huh. Um. I mean, you know, if you're if you're a horseman, <laughs> if you're from of of the horse people, exactly, exactly. How about you guys, Pony Express ish? Oh, the farmer and the cowboy should be friends. Oh, the farmer and the cowboy should be friends. Is that the song you sing when you're washing your hands now? And the farmer and the cowboy. Oh, the farmer and the cowboy. Oh, the farmer and the cowboy should be friends. Not familiar with that one. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, anybody have thoughts on this before we look it up, Joey? Oh, interesting. The best. So the best I can come up with would be, I mean, kind of the courier thing, but just kind of like a, kind of a funny way to say like I got it right from the right from the courier, you know? Okay, sure. Uh, I, I I got this information from the mailman. But it's funny. Yeah. That's that's yeah, kind of a, a joke way to say that. But sure. So I don't say this often, but I think Colson was right. What? Uh, that's not right. According to writingexplained.org, which just interrupted me with an annoying ad. <laughs> close, let me close this ad. Come on. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, uh the the uh, it comes from the practice of examining a horse's teeth to determine its age. Mm. Mm. For example, long in the tooth refers to the fact that horses grow older, their teeth grow older. Another uh, related phrase is "Don't look to gift horse in the mouth." The idea. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know how that's related. It doesn't explain that, but. Uh, the, the idea behind straight from the horse's mouth is that you have come directly from examining the horse to relay information about its age and condition. Okay. Right. So horse mindset. racing, not couriers, it looks like. The other one that I'm seeing is the most trusted authorities for inner information on these horses was the trainers and stable lads. And so... If you're mm-hmm. closer than even than those people, then you're getting it from the horse itself, is the sort of notional idea. So, so it may if not you were if you were racing, ho- if you were betting on horse racing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the earliest printed version that I'm finding is May of 1913, and that was related to horse racing, not uh, selling horses. I mean, that seems to be the idea, but, I mean, works fairly well either way. I see. And the idea of um, don't give a look a gift horse in the mouth is uh, basically if somebody gives you a horse, don't 
it, it like check its don't teeth get right mad away. when you open its mouth and look at its teeth and it they're like super long and it's a super it's old super horse. old like just appreciate the gift just, for what it is just take the horse <laughs> yeah okay good see that was and the that's that, that was the super old that was yeah, the fourth one I didn't ask. AD. Hundreds, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, it may go back even further. It's probable that Haywood, who's the guy from 1546, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. obtained the phrase from a Latin text of St. Jerome to letter to the Ephesians, circa hmm. AD 1400, rather. Oh. Noli equidentes in speciare donati. Wow. What? How, how old is that? AD 400. So uh, the horseradish question got us to eighty four hundred. It's a world record. It's the it's the magic of the game. This is a special horse fun. related episode. So yeah, you- all right, all right. So I think we added. Okay, so classically with these phrase things, we go right. Shakespeare. Yep. Uh, Pliny the Elder. Uh, falconry, falconry, and uh, I think we've also I think we've added cats or no, um, cat nine tails are all the cats ones. <laughs> sure, I think we can add horses to this too because I bet we're gonna come across a bunch more that are like horse related. Yeah. Okay, because because uh, horse people are very good at um, coming up with. Yeah, they have a lot of things. I feel like people around the horse racing community have probably come up. Well, with we've done cool horse ones before. It was the yeah. What was the uh, at, at the what was the wire? Mm. Yep. And I and I thought it was uh, we were clipping the wire so the bomb wouldn't go off, and it was really about horse racing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we've done this before. So this adds. This is the fifth thing. Then so it's cats, horses, falconry. Shakespeare and Pliny the Elder. Pretty much. All, all phrases come from these five things. And in our uh, eight-week hiatus from the NBA, we're going to write a thesis on this. <laughs> and we'll... Wow. And, and you'll get, you'll get uh, constant updates, fans. Look forward to that. Just us dryly reading our thesis. <laughs> well, not us. We're going to make Joey read it. Oh, right. good. It'll exactly. sound better when he does it. It's going to sound great. Yeah. Welcome to my thesis. <laughs> Footnote, minor Googling. <laughs> Give a PSA to clear your search history after listening to this show. Colson, are you sated? You, I am. You feel like... Yeah, I think three it's great. Three-parter. We pretty much nailed that, right? Well, it became a four-parter, which I'm I'm proud of uh, the whole right. team. So we 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 want it collaborative, right? Like yeah, and that's what we were supposed to do in the first uh, half, but apparently Jason had to win, and I don't know. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's no John and team, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess there's two Johns, so it's uh, <laughs> not half our podcast is is Johns. Yeah, that's why we vote on everything. That's right, <laughs> name related. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I feel like I think that Jason and I have noticed that there's a uh, John voting block. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't can't split these guys up. The John Caucus yeah, is <laughs> John Caucus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. So I hope I uh, hope you learned some things. Uh, and I tell you what, I've had some some. Uh, Going back to the radishes, just very briefly, uh, I, there's been some that I've had that look like normal radishes, very spicy, mm-hmm. uh, delicious, you know. But like, you know, I was expecting kind of like a bland, you know, just a bland old radish, and uh, you know, like peppery kind of uh, things. Before I've, uh, I've had some good ones in my day, but uh, I'm not here to talk about radishes. You prefer <laughs> the peppery ones? Is that what you're saying, Joe? They're nice. Like, would you put them in a salad or something? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I like radishes. Yeah. yeah, got yourself a salad. Yeah, they suck when they're like real watery and cucumbery. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. It's a gringo radish. Yeah. Right. But if you get those, yeah, I think Jason. Yeah, you get them at the. You get them at the uh, farmer's market. You find some some varied varied kinds and. Uh, Lots of different uh, high quality ones. So, uh, well, no, as long you, as there's, they got me too. It, she she goes, this purple radish, you know, they had sliced it up and they're like, it's better eat it raw is the better way to do it. Don't like cook it or anything. You know, try it out. It's not too spicy or anything. So I was like, all right, cool. I took one and just like <laughs> wandered off. Like a block later, I'm just like, oh my god, it's <laughs> 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 like burning my tongue out. It's amazing. This, those are no joke, man. All right. Well, I think it's about time for us to get rolling, but I'd like to thank you for hanging out with us and uh, learning so many so many things with us. Um, I feel like, like the John's- purple radish is moving in on the horseradish's turf if they're just burning uh, JT's tongue, right? Like, the horseradish is supposed well, to have the bite. What was weird is it was quite mild. Like, the core of it was mild. I think the rind of it was, like, extra spicy. Hmm. Plus, they're, like, huge. I don't think they're very easy to grow. I can't imagine. But anyway, I'll go talk to the radish lady next week. I'll come back with a report. <laughs> uh, uh, purple rind spice is not a bad name for your band. No, it's not purple. You're right. Yeah. Did you guys ever name your band? No. You <laughs> Still waiting on that moment of inspiration. Like Even though you've got like Jason. <laughs> a bunch of people just giving you options all the time. <laughs> That's right. We'll encourage the fans to send in uh, a ton of uh, options for Jason's band. He will take none of your suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> but I might consider. A few of them. Okay. I, I, in uh, from what I understand, uh, naming your band is a sign of weakness. So I think <laughs> you're doing the right thing. That's right. <laughs> Sounds truthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get rolling here, but uh, you can hit us up on social media. Uh, assuming it still exists when you listen to this, uh, we are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com/slash/TheUndebeatables. Our website, theunbeatables.com, is a contact form there. You can use it to send us a message. Um, you can email us, shout out at theunbeatables.com. Um, 
we got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store. You can rate, review our show, share it with the Pacer fan in your life, or someone who wants to learn more about the world around them. That's what and, we do. And horses. And horses. And horses. For a once and always and, uh, coach, Bobby Sucklitter, now in the Hall of Fame, um, he encourages you to wash your hands. Stay at home. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Yay! <laughs> what, uh, what was that? That's not to be excited. I, like, I, everything's sad and depressing. Like, people don't have anything anymore. There's no basketball. There's no restaurants. There's no libraries. There's only death and destruction. So I figured I could give them a little happy song. Hmm. Or, you know, go outside, <laughs> enjoy the sun, go on a walk. Well, that's what I was just... Uh, yeah, going outside, that's good. Although I'm just... Uh, it might be cold. Open a thing. Uh, REI, closing its stores until March 27th. So if no you want to go out and enjoy the great outdoors, hopefully you have all your stuff already. Right. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, uh, take a walk around the block like 20 times. Be fine. <laughs> As long as there's uh, less than 49 people around you, you'll be fine. That's right. Uh, walk on the other side of the street when you see people, uh, but wave, mm-hmm. be nice, and sing the happy song. Turn out the lights, the party's <laughs> over, yay! That's not going to freak yeah. anybody out. If you want people to stay get... more than six feet away, that'll do her. That's true. <laughs> I feel like you're going to get picked up by the cops like real quick. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. They got bigger fish to fry than me and my song. I think I did see something you that they suck at police. That, so, whoa! Uh, some of the police were. Uh, uh, hey, I don't think he speaks for the show. Uh, I think B, I, I did, think everyone on this show could agree. Suck at police. Nope. Uh, gonna hit the, nope. 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 I think I know. I think we voted on this earlier, and everybody was like, "You know what? The police." It's a rare it. breaking up of yep. the John <laughs> voted block. Even the John Cockins <laughs> is splintering on this one. <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> Backing off my position. <laughs> <laughs>